Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. And I'm David Finch. Good to have you back with us. Um, we got another great study for you, as usual. <laughs> um, but we're glad you joined us, and uh, we got a good study for you. Um, we're going to be studying about deliverance. And basically, um, do we need deliverance today from anything? Yeah. So um, deliverance basically from sin. Um, and so we're going to be talking about that. And we got lots of good passages from God's Word to read and, and to go through as we study here. And, of course, if you have any questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you or comments. You can find the email and the link. You can send us a note. You can find us on Facebook. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and get started in our study of deliverance. Yeah. So as we are in this this life... You know, we we can find ourselves stuck in a rut throughout life. You know, whether your car breaks down on the road. Yeah. You need deliverance. You know, you need someone to come and, and help you out. Now, the the physical part is not what we're necessarily talking about. We're, we're going to be focusing more on the spiritual part. But even in the spiritual part, there's things that we need deliverance from. Yeah. You know, where uh, Romans 7, 24 says it best. As Paul's talking there, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So we see that we cannot do things on our own. You know, we need deliverance. We are we are stuck in a rut because of, of what we have done to ourselves, and we need someone to help us. Yeah, and I think um, you explained it well. I mean, um, how many times have maybe some of us got stuck in the mud or you know, um, stuck or we got a flat tire or, you know, just kind of, that's what we're talking about. That's what deliverance is. You need deliverance. You need help from that situation. And the only way you can get help is from someone else. You can't get yourself out. Yeah. You know, I've seen people playing around in the reservoir up here when it goes down and they, they think they can drive right out to the water. No, they get stuck. And sometimes there's three people hooked together that need deliverance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need a fourth one. That, so everyone that went to try to save them got stuck. You know, and when you relay that to what we're going to be talking about, Jesus, Jesus, he's not going to get stuck. Okay. He's going to deliver. He, It's the perfect deliverer. He delivers us and saves us from our sin. Yeah. You know, and, and, and all have sinned. We've, we, we talk about that all the time. We all need help to, to be because sin separates us from God. Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, so a, a good example of this. My brother, mm-hmm. um, him and his buddy went out, mm-hmm. middle of winter. They went up on, it was White Mountain. Sure, right? sure. Went out four-wheeling. Yeah. It was like <laughs> one, two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Dead of winter. They had a tank top. One had um, a light jacket. That was it. Both were in shorts, and, and they were... The other one was in a tank top. wasn't wasn't a good, <laughs> not too many. wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> great decisions no. leading up to it. But he, uh, they got stuck up there, mm-hmm. and they had to hike a couple miles. Oh man! And they finally come across, and and keep in mind, my brother and his friend are big guys. Like my brother was really muscular. Okay. The other guy was 
stocky and, and okay. um, great guys, but imagine these two big guys coming up to your door at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Well, they knocked on this old lady's door, mm-hmm. and they were almost to the point where they were about to freeze to death. Sure. Um, and she just welcomed them in. Yeah. Gave them hot chocolate and, and allowed, because this is before... Cell phones, cell phones and all that stuff, yeah, right? Sure. But um, was willing to just let them in. This is an old lady with two big guys right outside her door, and she opened the door. Yeah, you know. But but what's funny? The illustration I'm trying to hopefully I can bring sure. across. Sure. We have in our life have sinned, mm-hmm. and those bad decisions that you were just talking about. We have sinned those bad decisions, oh, sure. and, and and we are left in that in that need of someone to help us. Well, and I think once we get in those situations, you can look back and go, "Oh man, why did I, why did I make that decision? Why did I make that decision?" And we we look back and and we we wish we could go back and change a lot of things. You know, I wish I would have put my pants on or my boots in your brother's case. You know, yeah. or brought a coat, you know, yeah, or not gone out in the middle of the night like this for a joy ride, maybe, you know, and, and, and whenever you're faced with adversity like that, all those decisions that you made just kind of flood through your mind and you're like, man, I'm such an idiot. You yeah. know, that's, that may be what you tell yourself. And, um, it's the same with sin. When we get ourselves t- entangled in sin, we look back and we're like, man, why did I do that? You know, mm-hmm. we, we have all kinds of remorse. Why, you know, and, uh, and it's like, you wish you could go back. Well, guess what? You know, uh, you're to the point where you need help. Just like your brother, he needed help Yeah, from someone else. There was no way he's going to help himself on his own anymore. That's right. So and- you're going to need someone else's help. And just picture a situation in your life where there's no way you could have got out of something without somebody's help. That's kind of what we're talking about. That's here. right. And, and the, just like what you're talking about, you know, it's going to take we'll continue, someone else. We'll continue to use my brother. Okay. Um, hopefully he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> but no, um, of course, as they are walking to try to find help, because they were running out of gas, they couldn't they couldn't stay idle all night. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, as they're walking, all the decisions, you know, oh, all the sure. bad decisions. Yeah, you think of that. But, but just like with sin, we don't recognize that we're... In that point, until we've already dug our own grave, sure. You know, it's too late. We've gone too too far. We're we're already we already in need before we recognize it. You know, yeah. And uh, and you're not going to get out of it yourself. That's right. You know, and just like the, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the the show um, Incredibles. Hmm. I have. Yes. You know, they're like superhero family. I have kids, but they yeah exactly. (laughs) So the this movie, you know, they superheroes were banned, so they had to go back to ordinary life and. Um, they had somebody to help them. You know, anytime they got stuck breaking the law and helping people, you know, mm-hmm. as the show goes. Um, but the guy helping them said, if you need help, you got to first put down the shovel. Yeah. And it's about at that point when we recognize that, oh, we just dug our own grave. Sure. And and we're so deep. Right. We can't get out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good. You know, we're already good... six, six feet under at that point, you know. That's right. And so... We all need deliverance, and I think that's that's what we're that's what we're talking about here is getting yourself in a situation where you can't get out of it by yourself. That's right. 
And and that that's kind of the best way to, to describe what we're talking about here. Yeah. And so turn with me to Romans six sixteen. That's gonna kind of be we all need perhaps deliverance from ourselves. Where we recognize that we are continuing to indulge ourselves into this our selfish ways. And we need deliverance from ourselves. We need to figure out a different way to live our life. So Romans six sixteen. Do you want to read it? Chad? Yeah, sure. It says, um, "Do you not know that um, to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness." Okay. So when we be- when we become sinful. We become slaves to whom we obey. So we become slaves to sin and death, you know, because sin leads to death. Yeah. And as it, it says in Romans 3.23, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So I'm not speaking to just one individual here. This is everyone has found themselves with this problem. And, and I mean, this, this kind of points out there's, there's only two options. That's right. You can only serve one or the other. Yeah. You know, and we talked about that. You can't be the slave to two masters. Mm-hmm. You know, you either uh, you either serve one or the other. Yeah, that was a really good point to, mm-hmm. to bring out too. Yeah, it makes sense because you can really relate to that. You know, you can't have two bosses because one boss is going to be telling you to do something, and then the other boss is going to come <laughs> walking up and go, "Why are you doing that?" Well, that boss, no, I don't want you to do it that way, and you just kind of bounce back and forth. You can't you can't serve two yeah, two masters. Yeah, and. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in that situation. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where, you we know, used to call it the mom and pop thing. Yeah. Because I've worked for, like, engineers where there's more than one engineer. And so you're doing something, and then another engineer is like, why are you doing that? No, we don't want to do it that way. And so it's kind of like the mom and pop thing. You go ask mom. Mom says no. So you go ask dad, and he's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, you kind of go <laughs> <laughs> back yeah. and forth. You're going to get a different answer, one or the other, you know. And so, uh, but you can't serve two masters, and that's... That's kind of pointed out here. You know, you either obey one or the other. Yeah. In in Romans six sixteen. Yeah, and and so the, that's the situation that we have dug ourselves into. Yeah. Is that situation where, you know, and that goes right back to Romans seven twenty four where we started, where Paul said, "O wretched man that I am, mm-hmm. who will deliver me from this body of death?" So we have dug our graves, and now we are in need of deliverance from ourselves and 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 no one's excluded from this if you look at romans 3 23 i can read that right yeah yeah so romans 3 23 uh says hang on here all right for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god i could have quoted that one (laughs) Um, that's okay turn to romans 6 23 too all right so romans 6 23 says um for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the the point I'm making is, the, guess what? We're all in this boat. Okay, yeah, we're all in trouble here. It's no one's exempt. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 another man is not going to help us here. Okay, yeah. Uh, we only only Christ can can pull us out of this ditch. You know, yeah, and. And guess what? We're all there. We're all stuck in the ditch because all have sinned. That's you right. Know, no one's perfect. Well, just like you, you pointed out, and rightfully so, only God can. You know, 
Um, Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Notice the must there. Yeah. We have all sinned and fallen short. We must be saved. Yeah. Christ is the only one. There's there's no other. There's no one else that can save you. But to help us illustrate what sin does to our relationship with God, turn over with me to Isaiah 59, 2 through 13. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is a really good illustration of what what sin does and the problem with sin. I'll go ahead and read that. It says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversities. No one can call for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave a spider's web. He who eats of their eggs dies, and from that which is crushed, a viper breaks out. Their webs will not become garments, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thought, their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. Whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Therefore justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. We all growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. So I want to read this whole thing because in it we see that once we get off on this path, it, it's, it's like we continue to go down that deep, dark path. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as throughout the scripture, God is referred to as light. Mm-hmm. We are so lost in our sins that it's like it's pitch black. We walk in blackness. You know, we can't even we can't even see the walls. We you know, so we're we're walking in this dark dark way. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that would probably be the scariest thing. My my brother worked down in the mines. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when they shut the light off, He's like, that is a kind of darkness that is very eerie. You know, it, it's not like a darkness that you've ever experienced before. Mm. It is a, like, you literally 
put your face or put your hand an inch away from your face and you cannot see it. It's blacker than the inside of a cow. That's right. <laughs> and I don't even know what a, the inside of a cow is, but you know what? I can imagine there's a little light coming through. <laughs> you know, we we I've been out to the um to the uh, craters of the moon out here. Just mm-hmm. it's just about an hour and a half drive from Blackfoot. And you can go in. We we went on some field trips when I was in school and the thing that they showed us was just that you go in with all your flashlights, you know, and everyone turns them off and you cannot see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. It's so black and so dark in there. You cannot see nothing. Yeah. Without artificial light. There's yep. no way. And yeah, so I I think uh I can relate just a little. When you're under the ground, then the sun can't see you. It is dark. It is dark. And you know that's when we walk in our sins, that's what we end up doing. Mm-hmm. We we are so far away from God that we have no way of escape. Mm-hmm. We have dug our graves and all but buried ourselves in that grave because of our sin. And that our sin is what separates us from God. That's the the sin that we have all committed. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have a relationship with God and be in sin. So that is the problem of sin. How do you get that sin out of your life? And that's the main problem that we have. How do we get that that sin out of our life that darkens mm-hmm. us? And how do we know the way back to righteousness? Yeah. You know, going back to Acts 4.12, that's what makes Christ so special. He is the only one that has ever been in heaven. And he left heaven to come down here to walk among us, to show us the way to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what he's preserved his written word for us, because that's it right there. That's how we know. Yeah. That's how we know what to do. That's how we know you know, what's uh, expected of us, mm-hmm. is the instruction that we get from his word. Yeah. And, you know, um, but these are, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these uh, these different ways that we can be... Um, need deliverance from Mm -hmm. and then towards the end so we got to make sure we save time (laughs) so towards the end we're going to talk about dive more into christ and and why he is the way Mm -hmm. you know um so i I didn't want to get too far off because um once we start talking about christ you know there's Mm -hmm. there's no (laughs) there's no going back for me and you chad yeah (laughs) well and uh, i'm kind of reminded of you know sin is kind of like uh um, you know, if you're if you deal with um technology today, and so like just say you're looking for a new snowblower right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And you go to Google and type snowblower, and you start looking at some snowblowers, and you're looking, and everything you do, if you go onto social media, on your phone, other places, guess what? An ad for snowblower is gonna pop up. Yeah, <laughs> and it just keeps popping up and keeps popping. They're everywhere because mm-hmm. they know you're looking for a snowblower, and before long, you've got all kinds of ads. You got used ones for sale. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and they just keep putting it right in front of you like it's candy, you know. Yep. And the, and in the marketing, it's just incredible. What it's it's actually pretty scary. What what technology has done for us, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how sin just keeps attacking us like that. It just keeps attacking us, and before long, boom, you stumble. You got a new snowblower sitting at home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to me. 
Well, I'm just saying, like, you get the analogy and the example. Yeah, Sin that's right. is just hammering away at us all the time. There's an ad that um, popped up on my phone that was very un- inappropriate. And so I hit uh, report ad, you know. Yeah, I don't want to see this ad. I don't want to see this. I And scroll another. And it called something else, but same topic. So I hit it again. Get rid of this stupid thing. And I ain't kidding. Um, it's... It took forever for... I don't know if it's even still gone. They might still throw it in front of me. Yeah. It's not that I was looking for anything. It's just... I don't know. They're just hammering away, you know? Yeah. And it brings... It's not good. And that's kind of what how sin is today. Maybe you're an alcoholic or whatever. And all of a sudden you go past a billboard that has, you know, a, a yeah. big picture of a can of uh, beer or something. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to pull into the gas station and buy beer. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to get away from that, it's everywhere. We have advertisements and pictures and sin is everywhere. And it just keeps attacking us like those ads, those annoying ads that keep getting thrown in front of us. Yeah. And yeah. So it's it's very difficult. It is. And, you know, funny enough. So me and my wife are trying to lose some weight because mm-hmm. we went on vacation like three months ago and we still can't lose our <laughs> holiday weight. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. we're like, okay. This enough is enough. And uh, so we started eating mm-hmm. healthier and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go fill up my water jugs at, at Ridley's. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for their donuts. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> and so as I'm sitting there, they just so happen to have my donut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I ate my donut in mm-hmm. shame on the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, it's difficult. I mean, it is. Uh, temptation's that's, everywhere. That's what sin is. You mm-hmm. know, sin is temptation. And, and yeah. But it. The the point behind it is it also comes in many ways, shapes, and forms. Mm-hmm. You know, and Satan is very good at deceiving us. Oh yeah, and and using different ways where he can he can entice you. And every part of it is a temporary thing. Like it's an enjoyment that's not going to last forever. Yeah, because I mean, even the alcoholic's going to drink the beer and feel good for a while. But he may not feel very good the next morning. Yeah. You know? So there's always a consequence to every sin that's not great. The pleasure is very short. That's right. From whatever sin it is, you know. That's right. Um, anyway. And so, um, without getting too far on a tangent, here we go again, you know. But, but it's I just, mean, he, Satan can come in even, um, even the form of family. Sure. Where he will use his family against you. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's another thing that we may need deliverance from. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, you mm-hmm. know, but sometimes you find yourself where mm-hmm. your family's expecting you to choose them over God. Mm-hmm. You know, and as it says in Matthew 10, 35 through 37, and keep in mind this is Christ speaking here. <clears throat> Starting in verse 35. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay. Starting in verse 35 in Matthew 10, he says, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So here we see that if you put anyone before God, you are not worthy of him. Yeah. You know, and... That sounds harsh, but then when you look at what Christ has done, he's given up everything for us, mm. you know? And so his sacrifice for us was so much greater than we could ever sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but perhaps you're 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 almost enslaved to the the family forcing you to follow someone other than Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know where they perhaps they want you to to follow a distorted version of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, telling you to follow man's teachings. You know, in our Wednesday evening class, we've we've been really driving the point home that there's only two sources of authority. Yeah. God or man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times your family might want you to follow the authority of man. You know, listen to what the 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 preacher's saying back there and Yeah. Don't ever do that. You know, don't ever be afraid to challenge the preacher or just ask questions. I'm not not saying you have to challenge them every every turn, but question them. Yeah. Because I, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have something to add? Oh, I, I had something, but I kind of lost it. I, I think I, I seen, I, I was trying to, I seen a billboard from a church, like a church billboard. And it said, if God didn't say it, then we, we don't do it. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you're, when you're instructed to do something from your boss, you're just going to do what the boss says. You're not going to do more or less. That's right. And that's kind of how God has given us instruction. We don't do any more or any less than what he's given us. And if it's not from God, we probably ought not to be doing it, you know, yeah. or or it, it's it's it shouldn't take the place of what God said is what I'm saying. That's right. Very good point because and like we were saying, Satan the tempter can can um come in many forms and so Mm -hmm. he may have your family against you where your family's asking you to follow after man's teachings Mm -hmm. but just like you know that billboard that you brought out if god didn't say it then you shouldn't do it Mm -mm. yeah and and so it doesn't matter what anyone else says Mm. keep in mind christ is the only one that can deliver you Mm -hmm. and so if christ didn't say it then perhaps you find yourself in need of deliverance from your family, which I don't wish that upon anyone. You know, that that's a very difficult decision to make. But, you know, something that we must recognize is the tempter is, is very hard at work. And he can use anyone and anything against you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's even used Scripture, mm-hmm. as he still does today. But he, he, uses, um, he uses Scripture against Christ. He's used government. <clears throat> he used government and everything. Everything. You know, I, I've I've witnessed government officials getting up there and and twisting the scripture mm-hmm. to try to get people to do what they want, manipulate them. Mm-hmm. But they they've taken what Christ has said out of context, you know. And so, <clears throat> but we see Satan, the tempter, using scripture against Christ in Matthew four, five and six. Says then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the high on the pinnacle mm-hmm. of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So notice Satan here, as he's tempting Jesus, he uses scripture. He quotes Psalm 91, 11 and 12. He quotes, he quotes that to Christ. But of course, 
as we understand, there's no truth in Satan. You know, he is the father of lies. He misuses this scripture. And here's something important to point out. Scripture only says what other scripture allows it to say. And so you must look at all the scripture that, that applies, right? Deuteronomy 6.16 says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Mesa. So here God is saying, do not tempt the Lord your God. So if Christ jumped off and forced God's hand, Christ would have been tempting the Lord his God. Mm -hmm. He would have been tempting him. Mm -hmm. And so Christ responds to the tempter, and and Christ quotes Deuteronomy 6.16, and he quotes that in in Matthew 5.7. I'm there. I could read it. Yeah, go ahead. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Yeah, I don't think that's the one. Matthew, Matthew 5, 7? Yeah, it's Matthew 5, 7. Sorry, Matthew 4, 7. Oh, 4, 7. <laughs> yeah. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, see, this is why you need to, <laughs> this is why you need to um, <laughs> challenge the preacher. I actually uh, misquoted that scripture in, uh, in my lesson, so. And you switched it in your lesson. Did I? Yeah, you read it, and you're like, no, I think, maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, because I, I just put down the verse here, um, but it was Matthew 4, 7. Okay. And, and I I just have in my notes, I, I said Matthew 5, 7. Oh. Um, yeah, because that's when he was on, on the mount, Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount. That's, yep. that's a different place. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, but we must understand how the tempter works. And, and this is, <clears throat> he has not changed. You know, and just like you were talking about, he can use government officials to misuse scripture to manipulate the people. He can he can use people who stand behind a pulpit mm-hmm. that misuse scripture to manipulate the congregation. Yeah. You know, and we are all weak in the flesh. Yeah. And so you you must always test it against the word of God. And we've said this before, context is key. You know, this is exactly what Satan did. He took it out of context, and Christ put it back into context. Mm. You know, where you're at, you know, Christ was essentially saying, you are asking me to test God, and I cannot test God. I cannot put him to the test, because that's not my place. Mm-mm. You know, and so, but we, we find ourselves perhaps in situations where we we notice. And what always helped me is is I've noticed the more I recognize Satan is ever so present, the more it's easier to spot him. Mm-hmm. You know, where, yeah, that's that's kind of the work of Satan there. You know, he can, he has a way to meddle into perhaps your relationship and, and tear you guys apart. Yeah. Whatever that may be, notice that the tempter is always there and can tempt you, and you can fall. But this is also why we need one another. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key point. You know, when when you were Christ refers to us as sheep, right? And he's the shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. Sheep are not designed to be at it alone. 
Yeah. You mentioned one time that you were driving down the road and you seen this lone sheep and you're like, that one's probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't driving down the road. I was on a trail hunting. Oh, okay. And that sheep was out all by himself in the wilderness. Yeah. He wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, sheep can't be alone. No, and a, a coyote or something probably got him. Coyote or a wolf or whatever. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's the way with us. And this is why we there's safety in numbers. Yeah. You know, we work together, being around like-minded brethren who mm-hmm. are all seeking to follow Christ. Yeah. Some of my kids, especially this time of year, it gets dark earlier. Mm-hmm. And we have chickens, and we have to go, you know, make sure they have water mm-hmm. and check the eggs and that. And uh, they will not go out by themselves. They talk a brother or a sister in to going <laughs> with them out there to, to do the, the chicken's and with flashlights and the dogs, they'll take the dogs with them. Um, because, you know, it's not comfortable being by yourself out there in the dark. Yeah. Even if you have a light, there's still the outer parts of the where the light doesn't reach that you're wondering what's out there, you know? Yeah. Well, but if it, you have someone else with you, for whatever reason, it feels more comfortable. Yeah. Even though you could both get ate by a, the, the goblin that's behind the shed, whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. It, it just feels safer, and, and I think everyone can relate to that. That's right. And so here's the here's the thing that um, this whole lesson was driving towards, okay? As we've looked at some examples of the different ways that we may need deliverance, the most important thing is who do you turn to for deliverance? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where King David is a really good example you know, as, as he's described in Acts thirteen twenty two, that a man after God's own heart, right? Who did he turn to? You know, David only turned to one person for to be a deliverer for him, and and that's who we should turn to mm-hmm. because we see that the Lord did deliver him. Mm-hmm. You know, in in Second Samuel twenty two, two and three. Here David says, and he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The -hmm. God is my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. And he almost quotes the same thing in Psalm 18, 2, in Psalm 40, verse 17, and Psalm 144, verse 2. It's only God. Because only God can deliver you. Mm-hmm. And so for us today, there is no difference. You know, who do we turn to? It has to be God. If you want to actually be delivered, it has to be the Lord. And if you want to be delivered from your sin, as we have all sinned, that is the biggest problem in our lives. Mm-hmm. How do we get this sin out of our lives? Only God. You know, as it as we see in First Corinthians ten thirteen. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to read that? Yeah. First Corinthians ten seventeen, right? Thirteen. Thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. All righty. So temptation can and will overtake you. Mm -hmm. But 
God is faithful. And when you turn to him, because he is faithful, we have his promise that he will make a way of escape for us. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind who we're talking about, the all-powerful God who spoke things into existence. Mm-hmm. He will make a way of escape for you. You know, as we see in Titus 1-2, it's impossible for God to lie. Mm-hmm. So if it's impossible for God to lie, as he says here, he will make a way of escape for us. Mm-hmm. But what's key is you have to seek that way of escape. Mm-hmm. And if you don't seek his way of escape, you won't escape. You know, just like um, when I was delivering mail, one of the guys uh, that I delivered to, it was I think it was like a cancer center. But I walked in, I gave him his mail, and he's like, you know, me, me and him were talking, and I, something was going on with me, I don't know. So I was, I was sharing with him, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, when God closes a door, he opens a window. He's like, but you have to look for that door. Yeah. And I was like, I love how you put that, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people, maybe they're, they're continuing to look for a door. Yeah. Rather than, what did God open for me? Well, I always look at it this way for myself. Um Things happen for a reason a lot of times. Yeah. And, you know, in business, uh, there's ups and downs all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's things that um, I, I think that's why it's kind of difficult to be a businessman. Sometimes it's too much for people and they just go to drinking and the business falls apart and they go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Because the the uh, the person refused to look for that good thing and whatever bad thing was happening. Okay. Right. And... Um, you know, whether it's someone that you depend on, uh, doesn't want to work for anymore, and they're going to go somewhere else, you know, okay, well, what's good about this? Guess what? It's gonna, it's good because now we can promote this person, this person, and this person, and they're going to get to learn, and it's actually going to make the company stronger. You know, if you start looking at all those different things, it's like, yeah, this is probably okay. This is not bad. When, in fact, you could have dwelled on the bad thing. That's right. And just went downhill in the toilet Mm -hmm. but a good businessman doesn't do that okay and i'm i'm relating to business because that's what i can relate it to right there's some devastating things that happen in my business sometimes well i've i've lost seventy thousand dollars on a job at times and you're like oh (laughs) okay what was good about that guess what it built a relationship with a new customer and everything's fine and over a period of time we're able to gain that money back yeah. Okay. Because we gained a customer, we made them happy, and they keep calling every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I did. I could have just went off the deep end <laughs> and said, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah. But you pick yourself back up, and you find the good in it, and you work on that. Yeah. And the good was a relationship that was built with the customer in that that particular example. Well, because the the customer notices. Oh yeah, they I know mean, that they most certainly notice that you. Yeah. You lost money, but you made it right. That's right. You made it right, and you pulled through, and guess what? We have a great relationship to this day. That's right. But the thing is, you always it, you, you can dwell on those bad things and just eat yourself up. Oh, yeah. You can lose sleep. And, you know, you and I, there was some something happened with me the other day, and you could tell something was wrong. And But guess what? By Sunday, I'm good. Yeah. Because guess what? I, a good person in business starts thinking about solutions and things like that and before long 
It's good. You we, got, we got it all figured out. Uh, we're we're going to move on, and this is great. And, and, and so as a Christian, relating that to as a Christian, I love how you put that. Um, sometimes the door closes, but he opens a window, but you got to look for it. I love that because yeah. you, we have to work hard to find the good in everything. Yeah. Even if it's a death of a family member, mm-hmm. what's the good? Sometimes it's, you know, uh, that they're not in pain anymore. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe you learned something, a valuable lesson in your life because of that death, you know? Yeah. And you find those good things to dwell on. Don't dwell on the bad. And as a Christian, we can't dwell on the sin. <laughs> you know, we've heard people say, uh, stuff like, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I can't go to church. I'm not a good enough person. I've done too many bad things, right? You've heard people say that. Oh man, yeah. I, I'm too bad a sinner. God wouldn't want me. You know, you want to bet? <laughs> Imagine if Saul had that attitude. Saul of Tarsus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And and so, uh, guess what? That that's what's so wonderful about Christ. You know, and that's right. Is uh, you know, there's there, there's doesn't matter what you've done. There's always an out, you know, just like we read. Yeah. He always gives us a way of escape, but we got to find it. That's right. And we got to jump on it and we got to go and not dwell on the bad things. Well, and just a good a good example of this is look who God chose to be his apostles. Yeah, they were yeah. sinners. Yeah. Tax collectors. Well, and they tax were, collectors were, were hated mm-hmm. because... They were dishonest people. They were they were average everyday people. They were right. fishermen. There was, you know, the uh, fishermen, uh, tent makers. You know, yeah, they worked with their hands. You know, I kind of like them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and, but that's exactly right. Like they but, weren't educated people. A lot of them. Some of them were, but not. Yeah, but Christ made them great. Mm-hmm. You know, but they had to. Drop everything and follow him. Yeah. Like when, when Christ went to um, Simon and Simon Barjona and um, lost my train of thought there. Yeah. With the, the fishermen, mm-hmm. you know, he actually, he said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's right. They just left everything. And yeah. the sons of Zebedee mm-hmm. left their father in the boat and just followed Christ. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but the the good that came from it, mm-hmm. you know, and this is where where we have to get out of this world. Yeah, that's that's what we have to look for is the good in it, um, in in every adversity. Yeah, because sometimes sin can present itself in a you know something tragic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the, and the goal is to try to separate you from God. You can't let it do that. That's right. You know, and. Um, whatever tragedy it is, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, you know. Speaking of a death in the family, mm-hmm. a lot of times a death in the family will either take you away from God or bring you closer that's to right. Him. Yeah, and but but a lot of times that's that's what happens as you go through your your trials and tribulations, where if you seek His way, it deepens your faith in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife struggled financially for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But it was through that struggles that we put more and more faith in God. Mm-hmm. You know, now now when we're short a month, it's like uh, the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know how, but mm-hmm. it, it'll come through. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, but, you know, it's going to happen. Well, yeah, and, and you can't dwell on those things, you know. You can't. Some people just stress themselves to death. Yeah. And it, it's not worth it. It's not. No, you got to put your trust in God and, and you know, put that aside. And, and you know, if we see a brother struggling, help him. Yeah. You know, go comfort them. And that's what... That's what happens, you know. Um, yeah. Again, that's why we need one another, though. Yeah. You watch, um, <laughs> if you watch uh, animals, you know, herd animals, like horses, for example, if one's not doing good, they all kind of gang up on them. Yeah. And and I don't know if they help them, but they, they all, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? You know, you could just see it almost in them. Yeah. And, and kind of that's how we are. We can tell when, when one, when someone's not acting right. Yeah. And what's wrong? You know, go talk to them, go help them, and, and lift them up, and and uh, don't let them get down. Let that sin or whatever it is, or you know, whatever it is, it may not even be sin, but don't let that cause them to separate them from God. Yeah, and so many times it's just a kind word. Sure, you know, just hey, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of you. You doing all right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that sometimes you need just you need to know that other people care about you. Yeah, you know, and. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. just do, be the best you mm-hmm. is kind of how I, I think of it. Just use your talent towards the service of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can. Use your talent towards the service of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and that that makes you stronger in the Lord, but then it also strengthens everyone else around you. And, you know, Christ, going back to Christ, the reason why we follow him, Hebrews 1.3 it says, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. But in here we see he's, this is the New King James Version. It says the express image of his person. Now the NASB, I actually prefer that. It says the exact representation so when Christ was among us, he acted exactly like Christ, mm-hmm. or exactly like the Father. Mm-hmm. And so Christ coming down and walking among us was crucial for us to know the Father, for us to know how to get to him. And then when you turn over to Hebrews 4, let me turn over there, I'm not there yet. Hebrews 4. I got it. Can you read um, <clears throat> 14 through 16? Sure. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So here... So as we just read, he is he is the exact representation of the Father. We so in every situation that he got himself in, he didn't he acted exactly like the Father would have. Mm-hmm. But then it's it goes even deeper. You know, he has been in all points tempted as we are. Mm-hmm. So not just in some points, but in all points mm-hmm. as we are, yet without sin. You know, and and I use the analogy. You know, when my wife was pregnant, if she wanted sympathy, she went 
she needs to go to someone who's been pregnant. Yeah. I'll just tell her to suck it up. Yeah. I don't understand what she's going through. And yeah. I wasn't that kind of person to her, but I couldn't sympathize with her because I've never been through it. Well, and I, I think a, a <laughs> lot of it, like, um, if you lose a loved one, uh, it, it, you can, uh, it's really helpful if you talk to someone else who's lost the same loved one. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's a brother, a wife, a husband. That's right. You know, a sister, whatever it is, you know, um, and you are not going to go to someone who's not been through that for advice. Yeah. <laughs> what do they know about it? Yeah, you know, exactly. What do they know about the loss and, and the, the or feeling like you have a drug it. addict even? Like, you're not going to go to someone who doesn't know how to deal with drug addiction. Yeah. You're going to go to someone who's been through it or, you know, trying to, you know, you get the point. I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. just whoever's trying to go through or is going through it. You're, and that's why we kind of have support groups and things like that to, to deal with those things. There's some great programs out there that help people with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, but you're not going to go to someone who doesn't have any idea. <laughs> yeah. I think of also someone who, like, if you're struggling training your kids, okay, you're going to go to someone who don't have kids to get advice? Yeah. Or someone that, you know, their their kids are wild and crazy all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to go to you for advice. Yeah, exactly. What do you know about, you know, training the kids in the administration of the Lord type of thing? But the point is, Christ was tempted the same as us. That's hard for That's us to right. imagine. That's right. He was tempted exactly the same as us, you know, yet he did not sin. And, yeah. And that, you know, he's a, he's a compassionate high priest. He knows what we're going through. Yeah. And that's why he did what he did. That's why he went through with it. And, you know, but in that, that's why his walk among us was so crucial Mm -hmm. for our salvation. This way, when when we all face Christ on, on the judgment seat, face Christ on judgment day, we cannot stand before him and say, Lord, you have no idea what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. Mm-hmm. He's been here and he's done mm-hmm. it. But this is what makes him the perfect great high priest mm-hmm. because he knows. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him the perfect judge. Mm-hmm. We can't say, you don't know what I'm going through. That's right. Because he has. You know, yeah. And we won't put any faith in someone who doesn't know what we're going through. Yeah. You know. And, you know, to go back, especially with a loved one, when you lose a loved one, mm-hmm. um, Say you lose your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you've never lost a spouse, you have no idea no, what it's don't. like because Mm-mm. you are losing half of yourself. Oh, man, yeah. And and I can't imagine what I would do and what I would feel mm-hmm. if I lost my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I don't know what I'd do. No. You can't imagine it. But uh, if I needed someone to help me through it, I wouldn't go to somebody who hasn't done it because, yeah. you know, and they might try their best, but it's not the same. No. They, they just don't know. It's not. And so Christ... He's been through it all. Well, and 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 you're you're certainly like if you lose a loved one, you're certainly going to get some compassion from people. Of course, you know, and and there's going to be people who are going to try to help you, and they mean they mean whatever they say in the best way possible. Of course, the best of their ability, but they haven't been through it, so they don't know exactly what you're going through. Well, and and they don't know how to help. You know, yeah. like. If you've been through it, you're like, here's what helped me. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, here's, yeah. here's what where I found relief. And that's not something that's anyone a great else can point. do. Has Christ told us what helps? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah tons. There's, there's tons of, well, what do you do? Guess what? We assemble together. Yep. Yeah. We study his word. We pray. 
You know, there's... That's right. I could go on and on. There's tons of examples of what to do to help in this situation. And, and you know, you see, you begin to see his his need for the commands that he gives us. Mm-hmm. Like when we're, when we're told to co- together, mm-hmm. you know, and keep in mind, we've talked about this before. It's not like when you're sick or when you really cannot make it. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. When you choose not to come, mm-hmm. that's what we're... That's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But you, when you do gather, mm-hmm. you see the need for it. Mm-hmm. How many times, Chad, have we come to church down and out? Yeah. And then we're just so encouraged by the time we mm-hmm. leave. Yeah, many times. You're like, well, that's the need for gathering. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the point behind the command, mm-hmm. you know? But you, don't, you can't put the two together mm-hmm. until you practice it. Yeah. So f- first, you know, you might just be doing it. Because it's a command, we got to, mm-hmm. you know. But then after you do, you're like, yeah, there's that need. Mm-hmm. I and then you get to the point where you're like, I need to be there. Like I, I want to be there. I need to be there because, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to be lost without it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like and- when when I when I can't come Wednesday evening, by the time Sunday comes around, I feel like I'm. Mm-hmm. It's been forever since I made yeah. it, you know. And it's just one time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, okay. But this is. This is why we go to Christ. This is why he is the one that we go to. Mm-hmm. And and I got to get back to to my page here. But he is the one. He is that's why he is the only deliverer. Mm-hmm. You know, we all are going to need to be delivered from our sin. We're yeah. going to need to be delivered from the tempter. He's the only tow truck on duty. Yeah. <laughs> Turn over with me to Jeremiah 1023. This is a really good point to draw out. Jeremiah 1023. Here it says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Mm-hmm. We cannot find salvation on our own. We cannot. It is not within us to direct our own steps. That's why we must be saved. Mm-hmm. That's why Christ had to come down and sacrifice himself. You know, even the even the high priests in, in the Old Testament, when they sacrificed the the blood of bulls and goats and all that, it never actually cleansed them. Well, and it's it's just exactly like what we were talking about at the beginning when deliverance. You're to a yeah. point where you cannot get out of it by yourself. That's right. And you just can't. You need another avenue and something else to get you out of what you're in yeah you there's no other way out you know when we were a kid me and a friend went to the school mm-hmm. and it didn't last long but we we said let's try to dig to china <laughs> we didn't even get great idea we didn't even get like four feet down but you know and four feet would be an accomplishment it would have we didn't have shovels <laughs> or anything but the point i'm making is you know, you know that's not going to work. No. Once you get to the center of the earth, <laughs> yeah, gravity's right. going to come start coming back mm-hmm. at you, right? And so, yeah. however the center of the earth is, and I'm not trying to get into this yeah. whole ball of fire in the center of the earth type mm-hmm. thing. Just a, an analogy. You know, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So when we dig ourselves into a hole, the best we can do is keep digging. Yeah. And and keep digging ourselves further and further into this grave that we've dug ourselves into. It's not in us to direct our own steps. Mm-hmm. We need a deliverer. 
And Christ came in the form of man. He manifested mm-hmm. himself and became man. Mm-hmm. And he walked among us to show us the way. And it's all recorded for us in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That is why we need Christ. And it, it starts with baptism. Mm-hmm. You know, Acts 2.47 tells us that the Lord adds to his church. We can't add anyone. You know, Chad, if I baptize you, mm-hmm. I'm not adding you to his church. Mm-hmm. And so it, it starts with... The Lord adds. The Lord adds. And so we must follow His plan. If we don't follow His plan, He's not going to add us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so there's... You you need to hear the word Romans ten seventeen. You need to believe it. John eight twenty four. You need to repent of the sin that you we have all committed. Luke 13, 3 and 5. And we, we need to confess Jesus as the Lord. Mm-hmm. Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And then we must be baptized. Yeah. And that's when the Lord adds to His church. The mm-hmm. Lord adds you to His church. Mm-hmm. There's no other way. No. And then once we are added, then we must remain faithful until death, Revelation 2.10. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what it's all about. And and remaining faithful, this is, this is why we study. We're trying to remain faithful to the Lord. You know, if, if we down the road turn away from the Lord and allow sin back into our life, well, that sin still separates us from God. And so, this is us trying to remain faithful and hopefully bring others to the Lord, because only the Lord can save you. Yeah. So, we are about out of time, right? Oh, uh, we got about four minutes. Okay. So, did you have anything to add? Oh, I was just I was just looking at this Deuteronomy 32.4. Did you? Yeah, go ahead and read that. That's a good one. Um... He is the rock. His his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteousness and upright is he. That's right. You know, I was thinking, uh, he's he's like the he's like the perfect, um, you know, savior. We talk about him, savior. I, I don't think I've ever thought of it in this word deliverance before. But it really makes sense because, you know, we need help to get out of the situation. Yeah. And Christ is the only one who can help us. That's right. He's the only one we can call. You know, we talk about call. Who's, you know, we we, got to call Christ and have him come dig us out, you know? Yeah. You know, when you you use that analogy of being stuck somewhere, you know, it really, really makes sense and, and drives the point home. That when we're in sin, we are stuck. That's right. We're stuck, and and we're not going to get out without on our own. We're not going to get out of it on our own. That's right. You know, and I've been stuck in the mud before, and I'm not getting out. You know, the up there in, in Sar Valley, the um, before we got some gravel and stuff, I got stuck in my truck just on flat ground. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I've in, been there in like in like two inches of mud, but. The tires are filled with mud, and they, you ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. You're either going to put chains on, which I didn't have, or you're going to get pulled out. Luckily, the tractor started, and I was able to pull the truck out. But there was there was no getting out on my own. <laughs> yeah, there was. It just went. You're just going to spin the tires. That's right. You know, and sometimes in our life, we're just spinning the tires. We're not getting out. Yeah, we're not getting out, and and we have to call someone for help. Yep. And in spiritual, our you know spirituality in our sin, the only one we can call is Christ. 
He's the only one who can get us out. That's right. Your your neighbor can't. <laughs> yep. You know, there's no other option. There's no other route. And when you use this analogy, it's a great one for us to really kind of grasp. Yeah. And, you know, a, a perfect way to look at this, Psalm 119, 9 through 12, you really can't say it any better. Okay. Starting verse 9 of Psalm 119, says, How can a young man cleanse his way? That's a question. By taking heed according to your word, with my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. So notice the only way that we can cleanse our way is by taking heed according to the word of God. Mm -hmm. But then in, in verse 10, it talks about doing it with a whole heart. Now that is key. You know, if if we seek half-hearted, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of used this analogy one time, you know, with my kids. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of little toys, mm-hmm. you know, and Emma loses one. Mm-hmm. Can you help me find it? I'm going to help her, mm-hmm. but I'm not making any promises there. <laughs> you know, I'm like, right. yeah, I'll try. But then yeah. once I look, I'm not going to lose sleep over this <laughs> this one little toy because she has so many. Tear the house apart. Yeah, but if I lose my keys... Mm-hmm. To my car, mm-hmm. I'm going to be searching it, and, and, and everyone's going to be searching helping. until I find it. You know, every, I will flip o- over the couches, yeah. and, and everyone's helping. That's right. <laughs> That's the difference. There's wholehearted seeking, where mm-hmm. when you need your keys because if you don't have them, you can't go to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's that half-hearted, mm-hmm. where well, I've read the Bible. Okay, I'm just going to shut my. I, I didn't find what I was looking for, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm done looking. Don't do that. You have to search it with your whole heart. Yeah. And so that's that's what we need to do. That's the only way that we can cleanse our ways. Yeah. Is taking heed according Another to Another great word. example in that would be um, if you've lost your cell phone, oh, tear man. the house apart. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yep. You know, you... I don't what do I do with it? Where do I go? I oh, mean, man. And that's the kind of... Um, oh... That's how we ought to look for yeah. the Lord. Well, just, just well, it's as if funny you, that you say your phone because you left your phone. You you came in, you left your phone out like, in your truck. My you, phone? you had oh, to go man. back out and get your yeah. Get I your went phone. out and got it. Yeah, <laughs> had to go get it because you, you can't but be without your phone that's, now. That's how we ought to seek the Lord. That's right. Is with that kind of zeal mm-hmm. and inspiration. You know, and as if you lost up. your phone and not giving up until you find it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that the Bible has every answer to every question you may have Mm -hmm. but it certainly has every question that you need Mm -hmm. you know it has it answers every spiritual question that you need Mm -hmm. you know god if he told us everything that we wanted to know the bible would be too thick to ever read through yeah and so but everything we need to know is found in the scripture absolutely everything every spiritual need you you need so if there's a spiritual Spiritual need that you are looking for, mm-hmm. keep searching it until you find it, because yeah. you will find it. You will. And yeah. so that's how we diligently seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. We need to diligently seek Him. And that's a great place to stop. I Absolutely. Hope, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion this evening on deliverance. I've certainly learned something, you know, sitting here talking with Dave, you know, just... just I always do. Well, sure, just thinking about deliverance, and, and, and we can't, you know... Uh, we're stuck 
and we need someone's help and and the, and Jesus is that helper. That's right. He can he can deliver us from that sin and he's the only one who can do it. And so uh, with that, uh I guess we'll be looking forward to next week. Yes. And uh hope you've enjoyed it. Give us a share if you like what you heard. Share with your friends. Um tell 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 others to listen to it. Subscribe. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Yep. Next week, we're going to be talking about vain. Okay, vain. So vain things. There you go. You got a little teaser for you. Teaser for you for next week, (laughs) right? All right. Okay. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time.